Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Seekmore University, where everyone's a scholar, and I'm your host, Justice Silver. Thank you all. Welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed my last two videos. Um, the first one was on procrastination, and then the second one was on networking on campus. And today, we'll be talking about Creators Block. I know, I know, I know, I know. Creators Block, it sucks. That's why I titled this Stuck in the Mud, because that is exactly what Creators Block feels like. It literally feels like you're stuck in the mud and you just can't escape and your ideas aren't going anywhere and you're just being pulled down further and further and further. I don't like creators block. I hate it. <laughs> so for those of you who do not know or may already know, creators block is the inability to access one's internal creativity. And it is the worst. Like I've been through creators block. This episode is my therapy because I've literally been through creators block before and one of the main causes of creator's block is just the fear of imperfections. Like, and I know as a creator, and when I say creator, it's very, I'm using that as just a broad term. So that can be, this can apply to photographers, videographers, directors, editors, writers, musicians. We are always striving to be perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We always want to execute 100%. Things just won't always be tit for 10 or, you know, it's hard to be perfect. Yeah, like that's the only Perfection is imperfection. So how can we expect to be perfect? You know, we're going to make mistakes and you, your work won't always be 100% quality. And that's okay. So once that once you accept that perfection is impossible, you've kind of scratched the surface. As I was saying earlier, you know, this episode is like, you know, my therapy. Therapy, I'm sorry. Because literally, I was dealing with creator's block myself. I remember, that's why I titled it Stuck in the Mud. <laughs> stuck in his mud is actually a song by Isaiah Rashad and SZA and it goes like something something stuck in the mud y'all get you know I'm not gonna sing that's not my thing I'm a podcaster not a singer so there's a song called stuck in the mud that I like and so when I was just thinking about well dang I haven't done a podcast in forever what do I write about it, and I was just thinking like I'm writing I'm throwing away papers I'm I'm pulling my hair out I'm biting my fingernails I'm writing I'm scratching the paper up it's just marks everywhere and then I just wrote Stuck in the mud. That was on my mind. And then out of nowhere, the ideas just came through. And then before I know it, I had like several bullet points of just notes. And I'm like, wow, what the heck? I think I might have just kind of overcame creators block. <laughs> as crazy as that may sound, it, it's it's a terrible place to be in when you just when your ideas aren't coming to life as you would like. Just to be able to get out of that way of thinking or just that environment is just, it feels a lot better. And I kind of and I want to share it with you all. And so for me, I I think of creators block like a plant. Literally, I think of it like a plant. It's like a plant that will not grow. You have these many seeds of ideas, but for some reason, they just won't bloom into the flower of your creation, if that makes sense. Like, for example, in your head, you know, you have all these ideas and let's say you want to grow a rose bush. But for some reason, every seed that you plant to grow this rose bush is just failing, failing a temp after simp. And so all these ideas that you have, they're just not manifesting and you're getting nowhere. That's how I think of it as a plant that's just not growing. <laughs> Let's get into, you know, we have to fix this garden. We have to fix this head on, if you will. It's a process. First thing first, when it comes to creating or just like going back to planting, you must have the right foundation. Certain plants like moist soils, other plants like dry soils. So when you're creating, if you're a photographer, you want to make sure that you have the right scenery. You want to shoot, you know, objects in this type of lighting. If you're a writer, you want to make sure you have a good conscious and you inspired if you're a musician you want to make sure that you have a melody to go a melody to go off of you want to have a foundation something to, like a blueprint to work off of if you will so the first step towards change is acknowledgement this is a quote this is a quote for you all that i'm going to start you off with the first step towards change is acknowledgement so how can you expect to change what you can't acknowledge 
And that is how I get to my first process of overcoming, which is one of my first techniques with overcoming creator's block. As you all may know, one of the hardest things to do in life is just take a step back because we have our pride and our ego, especially as creatives. As creators, we are sensitive about our art. And it's hard to take a step back and say, you know what, this isn't working. It is super hard to say, you know what, this isn't going anywhere. Maybe I should just shift my focus because you need to be disciplined. You got to set your pride aside. It's, it's very humbling. And we all need those humbly experience, experiences, especially as creators, whether you're a photographer, video editor, musician, or writer. However, that art manifests just as creators as a whole. You know, sometimes you got to just come back down to earth. And so taking a step back from your work is very important. You know the feeling of just, you know, idea after idea getting nowhere. And if you don't stop forcing these ideas, it could become like a clusterfuck of just ideas that aren't working. So sometimes it's good to take a step back. And when I, when I mean by taking a step back, I mean literally like dedicating time and shifting your focus to other things other than what you're working on. So that could be listening to your favorite album or what watching a, watching your favorite movie, like literally your childhood favorite movie, getting in touch with your inner child, that can re-inspire you to create something. Going for a walk in the park. And it's so, like, there's nice weather. The weather's getting better now. Well, at least down south it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all. Some of y'all might be up north. I don't know. But I know down here where we at, the weather's getting, like, you know. I'm wearing shorts right now as I'm recording this. So perfect day for a walk if you're not inspired. Call a friend. Call your grandma. Call your mom. Go to your favorite restaurant. Just do random acts that aren't attached to your work, if that makes sense. Um, like I said, go get outside and just explore, but just take a step back from your work. And that can be the hardest thing because, like I said, we're all very sensitive about our art, and I totally get it. Totally get it. Step number two, and I know this This is like, I feel like this is one that people don't even think about, but like literally, don't forget to learn from the past. Appreciate your old work and all that you've done. And I'm super big on patting yourself on the back. Like literally pat yourself on the back. Give yourself credit. Do not be so hard on yourself. When you're having trouble create and you're in this stage of just nothing's working, do not beat yourself up because you are your biggest critic. And I know, I know as a creator, just as humans in general, you're going to hold yourself accountable more than anybody else ever would, will or ever could. So also too, give yourself praise. As much as you criticize yourself and beat yourself up, give yourself credit and re and get inspired by your old work. Go in your archive, look at what you've created, look at your old photo shoots, your old writing pieces, all those things and like get inspired and like that, that can help, you know, feel you and, and realize like what you're capable of. Look at what you've done. I kind of look at the past as a way to guide my future sometimes. And I know they say, oh, don't live in the past. No, you don't live in the past. You learn from the past and you apply what you learned to your life, but you don't dwell on it. If that makes sense, you don't live in the past. Of course not, you know, but at the same time, the past can be a guide for you. For me, like I, and I like to go on my archive. I like to go look at old photo shoots. If I can't think of a photo shoot idea, okay, maybe I need to work on a new concept. Bet, okay, I remember I did this concept a few years ago. Let me see if I can make it better. Let me see if I can redo it. Think about it. Three years, you might have old ideas from years ago that your current followers haven't even seen. So if you have 3,000 followers now, but three years ago, you only had 500, that's 2,500 people who haven't seen that initial idea. And you could just redo it. Look at Marvel and freaking DC. They are remaking the same movies. Hollywood has, hasn't done much innovation. They're remaking the same Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. They're remaking all of these movies. You can, you can do, you can, Recreate your work all the time. I mean, shoot, 
they used to have 20 anniversary albums that used to come out all the time. So why can't you create an anniversary piece or recreate something? I know with me, when I had my clothing brand, there would be times where I need to put clothes out. I need to put content out, but I can't come up with anything. So what I would do was, you know, if you have an unfinished idea, that, that could jumpstart the next idea. If you have something you didn't finish, pick it back up. If you have a piece of writing you never finished, if you, go find that old writing. Pick up where you left off at. Go get in touch with your own work, with your old work and be inspired by what you've done. A lot of the, I know oftentimes we'll look at other things and other people's work, but look at your own work. Appreciate your work. You know, some of the answers that you're looking for lie within you. And my third and final step, <laughs> this might sound corny, but connect with your why. I cannot stress this enough. Connect with your why. If you don't know what your why is, your why is a statement of purpose that describes why you do the work that you do. So why do you wake up and go do this activity? Why do you wake up and create this? Why do you wake up and go write about this? Why do you wake up and go document or photograph or video this or sing about this? You know, these things are that the, the why is what influences all of that. So what is your why? You know, what is your passion? Like that, ask yourself that. And if you can't think of it, I totally get it. I've once been there where I was like, what is my why? Why am I here? Like, what am I creating it for? Like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I supposed to be creating? And I always go back to like, for me personally, this is what's helping, was how my why inspired me was I looked at, okay, what's my purpose? What am I good at? And what comes natural? And if you all know, <laughs> you all know, everybody who knows me or just some of you who don't know me is talking. That is my thing. I love, I love, 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 love. I love human interaction. I love talking. I enjoy conversation. So when I'm creating, if I'm making a t-shirt or if I'm making, if I'm directing a video or writing a script, I want to create something that is going to foster communication. So if I make a shirt, I'm going to make a shirt that makes somebody say, mm, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get that? I made it. Or if I'm going to do a photo shoot, I'm going to make a photo, do a photo shoot or direct a video so that it allows for, um, it's going to oftentimes have a community factor in it. So that way it can open up communication. So where people can give their takes and their theories and their pieces on what this video means, or they're going to give their input or their feedback on this photo shoot. So that's how my why has helped me. So like, look at you, what are you good at? What comes natural to you? What is a feeling that's just something you do or what's something that you do that comes easy to you and, you and it feels natural and it doesn't feel like work that can, that can help you find you identify your why or okay, your passion, you know, what are you passionate about? That is how you find your why. It's super, it is so important to connect with your why as a creator, because when you connect with your why and you identify your purpose as a creator, you create meaningful work and your work is often, it'll be transparent and it'll be, it'll, it can come from a vulnerable place and it'll be like easily grasped by people or maybe not easily grasped, but it'll be understandable by your, uh, by your audience. If that makes sense, it'll be meaningful work that, and, and it, that people see and they appreciate it because if you're making meaningless work, not only do you know that people can see that you can see when work is uninspired. Like think about an album. Um, you can listen to Kanye's first album and his last album. You're like, Hmm, okay. College dropout sounds a lot different from Donda or from The Life of Pablo, I'd say. Told, not saying Kanye isn't inspirational, but there's a clear difference where you're hungry, where you can sense when someone's hungry and when they're not. And another reason I think you should also connect with your why as a creator as well is because you can inspire people. Like that is the number one thing as in creators we intend to do. We want to, we are here to inspire people 
through art, whether that be photography, video, writing, editing, like that is the most fulfilling thing ever. When someone says, wow, what you made inspired me. Like that is the best feeling ever. When somebody gives their feedback and said, what you, this video inspired me to go outside and do something. You had a video where you showed a family on a picnic. Now I want to connect with my family. So you can inspire others. And I know as creators, oftentimes it's so easy to like create just to fulfill, fulfill, uh, just to fulfill commissions and obligations that like, you know, you neglect your wire and, or you neglect your purpose that oh, I'm just going to create to get this money. I'm create this. So this person leave me alone, get this commission done, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to create for Instagram so that the people are happy and I can get these numbers and the algorithms and the metrics and all this stuff. But you have to create for you as well. And before I end this, I want to leave this with you all. You can read books. You can watch interviews, watch movies, listen to music. These are all tools, right? But a lot of the answers that we're looking for lie within ourselves. So look at yourself in the mirror, look within. And these answers that you're looking for out there in life, those are all tools. But at the end of the day, a lot of the answers to the problems that we have lie within us. So for my creators out there, a lot of these problems that we're at, that, like that, right, this creator's block, the answers lie within you. You have the answers already, but you're going to use these external um, factors and these tools out there in the world to help you overcome it. But remember, you have the answers. It's just a matter of time. And like I said, so for my creators out there, just want to recap. Like I said, know when to take a step back and take a break. That's important. Do not overwork yourself. Get re-inspired. Go look, appreciate what you've done. Appreciate where you're at. And then that can help guide you where you're going and connect with your why and find your purpose. This is Seekmore University, where everyone's a scholar. I'm your host, Justin Silver. Thank you so much for listening to me talk your heads off. And I hope you all continue to listen. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye-bye.